Hello, everyone. This is X Play Box Station, episode six, and we'll do a, a bit of wild speculation. Um, today, I am your host, Jordan Alvarez, and as always, I have my Vic Vinegar, Pierce PP Gray. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, it's been a long week, but it's almost the weekend, dude. I got a regular nine-to-five job, you know, got over hump day. So you, what, you're, so. what you're saying is you have a nine to five job. So like the terrible things I get you to say on here can, are fireable offenses maybe? No, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully nobody in HR ever listens to this. <laughs> but if they do, I'm sorry. And please let me keep my job. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe you won't curse like a sailor constantly. just about random things. Um, no, fuck that shit. <laughs> This is a video game podcast that we review game industry news and give you hot takes on subjects that are happening in the industry. We have no one to answer to, so you'll get our honest take, and we won't sugarcoat it. Um, yeah. Because I want to shit all over um, Ubisoft's press conference a little bit today. But um, just as the highlights um, of today of topics, we have a lot, quite a few Microsoft topics to go over. They dropped uh, quite a few things. So just about the Series X and what their future plans are. Um, we're going to go over Ghost of Tsushima reviews, Ubisoft showcase, talk a tiny bit about Avengers, and then why we widely speculate about the Microsoft showcase next week. Oh, yeah. So a bit of a shorter, concise um, episode. I'm sure we'll get lost and chat on too long again like we normally do, but we'll see how that that's, comes along. That's what people are here for, dude. They're here to just rant and talk and just fucking do our thing. Hey, so you're able to kill that hour drive to work um, and able to come up <laughs> with our voices, then God be with you. Yeah, I mean, thank God we don't sound like, you know, Danny DeVito or uh, Charlie Day, but hey. <laughs> So the, the, the kickoff, just a few of our points at the top. Um, what are you playing this week, Pierce? I haven't been playing a whole lot. Like I said, I got a new nine-to-five job, so just readjusting to that. But I have started playing Destiny 2 again, sort of, you know, dip my toes in that a little bit again just to pass the time until Gosa Shima comes out. Did you so see the Destiny great. 2 delay on there? Um, yeah, a week. It's delayed a week before cyberpunk drops so that's gonna be real interesting to see how the player base drops off and there was a huge controversy with them removing um like half the game to introduce new dlc yeah i don't know i i haven't paid enough attention to that news as of late but it's gonna be real interesting i was text i was actually texting a guy from work shout out to zach uh texting him earlier about, you know, how it's probably going to affect, you know, the the player base, depending if people who play Destiny are big enough fans of RPGs to play Cyberpunk. I mean, you're going to have Cyberpunk, you're going to have um, Watch Dogs coming out, you're going to have Assassin's Creed coming out, you're going to have... Just it's just it's real risky for yeah, Bungie. It's, it's, it's not a great time to push uh, DLC. They had that good um, early fall, late summer window. Yeah, they carved out just for themselves. Yeah, they had that all to themselves. The player base would have been able to sink their teeth into it, get it finished before you know all the August games come out, all the October games come out. So, so uh, I have been playing this week. 
some uh, pub jesus and uh, last of us 2 we're getting really close to finishing polishing that one off probably will get it done tonight how far are you um i'm on the second half of the game with the other people person do you want to you know go further in detail so we can maybe talk about it I I just didn't know who's listening to it. If there'd be a spoiler. I'm on the second half of the game. I'm on like day two when you start playing as the other character, Abby. Okay, so and I'm just trying. Try, uh, you're trying I'm, to get to a, a hospital. You're going on a hospital run. Oh, uh, so okay. I think we're actually at the same spot now. You're going with that little Asian chick. Yeah, the, I think it's a boy, right? No, it's a girl. You really? should know. You like Asian people. You should know. I mean, they all look like little I mean, boys. The, but the, the, the one with the broken arm, for yeah. sure, is a girl. I thought that was <laughs> her brother. No, her sister's name is Lev. That's a girl's name. That's a Lev? Lev's a girl name? I thought it was like Lev like for like Levi or some kind of shortness. Don't you think it'd be like Lee for Levi, you know? <laughs> like, I, I'm not culturally judging people. By let's use our their, big boy brains. I don't. Okay, so you know that how names work in Asian culture? No. But they're not Asian. <laughs> they're Asian American. They're not Asian. They're Asian American. They're not know. strictly Asian. They don't bring great dishonor to the family. <laughs> this is what HR is going to be looking for. So, oh, um, God. <laughs> I, I'm honestly a little puzzled why they didn't build out the first half of that into a full game and did this as like a standalone DLC because I feel like this would have been a, just a great opportunity to do like a second game like six months down the road. Yeah, I got like another PS, shout out. For like yeah, a I PS4 got, launch. Yeah, I got another shout out. Another person at work, uh, Lexi, her and I were having a conversation about this and I told her, I was just like, I really don't care all too much about Abby's story. I've, I've, I've I seen, know they're I know they're tying it into like, you know, Sins of jo- Joel. Well, I almost said Joe. Sins of Joel's past coming to haunt Ellie's future now. Like, I get it, you know, but I really don't care for it. They're very much doing the whole movie. Like, um, they did an always sunny episode of like, oh, this is what this person did. And then this is what, and they tied it all Yeah, together. yeah, they and did it with, yeah, they did the episode where Cricket fucking works for his dad again. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, I don't know. They really took a Pulp Fiction, I feel like, style towards it almost. Like, where... Yeah, it's been done a lot numerous times with movies. Um, I've seen so many people post that like, "Hey, Abby's my favorite character." Walking away from this, and like, I can't see like I guess I know I have at least one more uh, like a day and a half left. Um, Abby's days are much more concise and short, which is a plus. But like, I can't see myself changing my mind on this subject at the end. Like I've seen a, a lot of people post. No, I, I'm still fully backing Ellie. 110 percent and at no point and i just leading up to this all the reviews were like hey this game is so gruesome it's so gruesome it's so gruesome. it's not that gruesome I, like, don't, I don't you kill a couple I you kill a couple it. dogs and you fucking bash some skulls in dude it, so, again i'll go back to what i said about gta if you can run over prostitutes after having sex with them to get your money back and it, have no problem with it and, and What's a little what, gratuitous violence? Is that what people were crying about? We were the killing dogs because, like, I don't even think you like mish, like are viciously like killing a dog in the game. Like you, yeah, you kill dogs, but like it's not like it's not like you're ripping. It's like King Kong, King Konging its jaw apart and like fucking just. You I know, mean, the first mutilating. like the first four hours of the game, you watch a guy's 
side of his face get caved in. So yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I, I thought that that was, that, like, was that was probably the hardest part to sit through, honestly. Yeah. And the entire game, that was has been the most gratuitous part of the entire game. Yeah, that was probably the most gruesome graphic. Like, I was, like, borderline uncomfortable just so, with the sounds alone. I will say, um, are you a fan of Rush Hour? <laughs> yeah, I don't obviously. Jesse is um, Jackie Chan's father. What? <laughs> Jackie Chan's father in there. He's like, my, bullet, my father once caught a bullet with his bare hand. <laughs> What are you fucking talking uh, about? In Rush Hour, Jackie yeah. Chan, like they were saying. Jackie like, Chan, how, not Jackie Chan. Jackie, Jackie Chan. 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 There you go. Jackie Chan, they were talking about their father. Him and Chris Tucker were talking about their fathers, how they were great um, police officers. And they were did like, Chris Tucker beating. say he didn't know his dad? No, he didn't. He, d- he, he knew his dad? No, he did know his dad because later in the story, he talks about how his dad died at a routine traffic stop. It's like one of the heart wrenching moments where he actually comes out and like his dad wasn't a great cop. He died doing a routine traffic stop by some punk who just didn't want to get a ticket. Nice. But Jackie Chan and him were like telling stories of how many people they arrest at once. And he's like, my father once caught a bullet with his bare hand. And I was saying then obviously Jesse wasn't um, Jackie Chan's father. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Now That's I'm making where my connection. Is. Okay. Anyways, it was a bad joke, apparently. Yeah, um, it was. It didn't. It didn't. Nobody so my, laughed. My, my my other one, that you're nine to five. It's not a it's not a server job like Dane's been trying to get you to get for years. No, it's not a server job. I'm in sales, but I'm not serving. You know. I mean. Shitheaded customers. Did you run this by your boyfriend, Dane? Is it okay? I didn't run it by my boyfriend. Um, he's probably gonna beat me later. <laughs> He's going to drive all the way from wherever the fuck he's at right now to beat me. So I'd like if we could just like, please stand by this whole little bit. So the other bit of the game I've been trying out this week is hyperscape. Yes. I'm interested to hear about what you have to say about hyperscape. (laughs) Genuinely. I've been, I've actually been playing it. um, I've only played it like I played it one night a little bit by myself and I played another night with one of my friends that plays on PC that I got to download it. Um, I will say this topic that I have a topic now, you know, what pissed me off this week, fucking keyboard controls on the PC. I don't get it. Why does anyone think this is a good input device? It is because you can, terrible. dude, you can, you can snap faster than we can no, 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 on a no, fucking no. control. Your sensitivity think, is like no, so high. You're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I think the mouse is a great input device. I think the keyboard is a atrocious input device. So you think so, your A you think your AWSD is like horrible? It is terrible. Like move it makes zero sense in a binary four key configuration. A joystick makes much more sense because you're able to move at angles much more easily. I mean, technically, if you think about it, we move in a binary four key direction. No, because most of them, like most of the, you can move in multiple directions and pin well, So you have a light, but I'm saying, light pressing forward. I'm saying generally speaking, I mean, before joysticks were invented, you had your D. Oh yeah, before joysticks for sure. But like now we have joysticks and you're playing a 3D space. It makes zero sense to use a keyboard for movement in a video game. I honestly, when I play Overwatch on the PC, I literally play with an Xbox controller in one hand and a mouse in the other hand. Use my mouse for aiming and shooting. I use for all my special um, moves, my um, bumpers and my joystick for like 
moving left, right, back. Now, explain to me how that works, because like, wouldn't so you have to? Have, wouldn't you have to like hold your? Wouldn't you have to hold your Xbox controller like this and like use your bumpers and shit, and then use your? I, I don't have a controller on my desk, but like I just hold grip with my left hand, rest the right um, part on the desk. Uh, and then like just mash it, you know, just mash it. Why? Uh, why am I mashing? I basically I sit here like this, play with it, the other half resting on the desk. Like I, oh, like so you have a con- so you have it configured to the left side of your hand only. Yeah, my left hand is just for the movement, like the keyboard. So like this is my W A S D with my joystick with my thumb. Yeah, like then, your normal movement on the left side of the controller. And then, then my like Q E are my bumpers, and then my like my shifts usually my um, pressing and my joystick, and then I also have like a th- three buttons on the side of my mouse that I can. That just seems so complex and like discombobulated how how is it any more complex than using a keyboard with like i have like 108 keys here and i have to know which what i don't know like i think it actually do anything only like six actually do something on your keyboard for a computer game just real just just a real quick disclaimer this is not a playstation 4 controller we're not marketing or sponsored by playstation just so you guys know (laughs) like no one's even gonna watch the video yeah. Well, anyways, I don't have a PlayStation controller in my hand for anybody who's listening right now. So you have your joystick, and you can also map different things to your D-pad if you need extra buttons. Okay. I I, I don't know. It just it, it sounds weird to me, but I don't know. I, I haven't I, done it. I honestly could like sit you on my computer, I, and I, I could I could just... give you a controller. And I think you would like pick it up way quicker, and you play a lot more proficiently than you would with a keyboard. End of conversation. I'm not a weeb, just like you are. So am I a weeb? You're because you play like you're excited. You play like Shishima. So are you, and so is literally everybody else in the world. So suck a dick. I'm not a. I'm not a weeb. I'm. I love samurai movies. Oh, I'm not a weeb. I love Japanese culture, though. (laughs) I don't love Japanese culture. I love one thing of Japanese culture, and that is samurais. One of the most celebrated things of Japanese cultures, but I'm not a weeb. I love bringing dishonor to my family. Like, <laughs> I'm sure you play more Japanese games a year than I do. And I doubt Overwatch, it. Overwatch is an American-made game. You know this, right? This is important but to me it has, you know this. It has it's like, made by a company that's like, like 50 miles next to me right now in Anaheim. 50 miles next to me right now. We'll see about that. Anyways, on to the next topic, ladies and gentlemen. Go pro- you're, you're right. It's nice, probably 40. A it's nice segue. 40. No, like I said, that's not nice... even next on the agenda, Donnie. <laughs> like, chill out. <laughs> God, you're so – quit yelling at me. Quit chill out. At me. Quit yelling. I, there's an agenda for a reason. You can't just <laughs> jump when you want to. Yeah, you can. There's purpose, a purposeful break out there. No, there's not. It's so we don't just talk about Microsoft for like the whole last half of the show. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. It's Spoiler going to happen, alert. but it doesn't need to be the whole, it doesn't need to be like 50%. We're going to split it up a little bit. All right, Hugh, honey, let's get it going. Let's get so into the main topic. I think the keyboard for moving on PC games is antiquated and it needs to evolve. So that's what got you. That was what pissed you off in gaming. Dude, this week. I it pisses me off all the time. Like, just put a fucking joystick on my keyboard where those four buttons are, and then I'll, you might as well just fucking play with a controller. You might as no, well just play with a controller. I still use the mouse to aim and shoot, reload, jump, crouch. I don't know. You might as well just use a fucking controller. I just want movement. I want a good source of movement. All they have to do is Ew. make me like a nunchuck with 
a joystick. Like so three buttons here. And play your Nintendo the mouse. Switch. Configure the mouse. your configure your Nintendo configure your like Wii remote or Nintendo Switch remote to your I've, I've also Xbox. been told you could get those um what they use for PSVR, what they call them. What are they called? What are they called? The little little drumsticks little, or the whatever. Little balls, the little glow balls. Little glow balls, little rave balls. <laughs> you could use those too. Um, I, the Nintendo Switch controllers actually do attach to Bluetooth. I could use that. I just use, honestly use my Xbox controller, rest the other half on there, and just play with it. I'm actually yeah, just I'm I'm decent. I'm not great because like honestly, the level of competition is crazy hard on PC. Anyways, let's move on. I, I, I fucking hate it, and I really think someone should create a better – the mouse is incredible. Credible device, my left hand needs a better device than a keyboard. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so let's start off with some Microsoft news. Um, they had a bunch of interesting Drum stuff roll. that dropped today. And the first thing is the Velocity Architecture trailer. Did you watch this? I did. I did watch the I did watch the one minute trailer with a bunch of technical shit in it and pretty did, much did it get you pumped? Bottom, bottom, no, I want to see fucking video who, games. I don't know who they're marketing that. They, I don't they're marketing it for fucking game designers and like future game designers so you can just like, oh, it's gonna be so good. So I, I like tech stuff and I'm like I'm watching this and I'm like, I think this stuff looks really cool. But I'm really questioning who else gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not the stuff I look at when I'm going to buy a console. I'm going to be quite honest with you. Like, so, I look at what games are releasing. Like, again, I was talking with a coworker today about PlayStation. And, like, he's a prim- he's an Xbox player himself. And he has a PlayStation 4 as well. But he's sounds like he plays more Xbox than PlayStation. And he's like, yeah. PlayStation doesn't have any fucking launch titles and he's never listened to our podcast. He just has seen like the rest of the world that PlayStation has no launch titles besides a DLC for Spider-Man. And he agrees with me too. So he's on like our level, you know, he's on our level. Honestly, the second half of last of us part two, they should have done uh, a standalone story for like a left behind, like like for the launch of the PS five would have been this move. They could even like sold The Last of Us for forty dollars, and then the PS5 version for forty, and they would have killed. Would have been smart move. Hey Sony, if you want to help, um, you want me to help you with. No, you can only do one marketing a month. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair Uh enough. I'm wrong. No, you marketed. You marketed for Ubisoft last. Anyways, so the Velocity Architecture trailer. If anyone watched it, it basically gives you almost the exact same trailer they gave at the um, video game award show back in November, where they showed some and may it kind of pits together stitch a few game trade game trailers together and uh, not even really game trailers just like previous games there's like like there's like a senua like saga 2 in there and then like the rest of it's like old shit that's getting well they showed over. like dirt five they showed like halo infinite in there they showed help they showed like a fucking they showed master chief's helmet like let's be honest like they that's showed the more trailer is every time have you ever watched it <laughs> yeah i have <laughs> it's, it's just it's it's 90 master chief helmet every time i i, I have a very i have a very good thing to touch on that i would love to touch on when we get late down down the line later okay. on about halo so one thing i did want to touch base on and i know um Pierce did not have an opportunity to read this today. Um, Microsoft released a press 
um, press notes today on the future of gaming and just to go over a high level basically goes over all the things and kind of their mission of what they plan to accomplish this year in gaming with the series x um your games will look and play best on the xbox series x is basically letting you know that this thing is designed to play your games at the highest best animation and frame rate possibly with all the extra bells and whistles and goes into tremendous detail of how they're targeting to make everything play the best on the Series X. Um, next bullet point is you play um, games day one on Game Pass. All their Xbox um, game studios day one will launch on Game Pass. Um, they For include free. Halo, Forza, Ages Empire, Gears, Minecraft, Hellblade, Outer Worlds, Psychonauts, Flight Simulator, State of Decay, Wasteland, Minecraft Dungeons, Sea of Thieves, by many more with all 50. Was, I have a question, yep. was GTA 5 in there on Game Pass? Um, th they were just saying their studios were launching day one with Game Pass. That's what that bullet point was about. Because see, now... It's not their studio, so they were talking legitimately about their studios. As soon as their games come out, they're on available on Game Pass from their first party studios. Yeah. You won't be forced the next bullet point, you won't be forced into the next generation. You can play all their games for um at the launch of the Series X for a limited time on your Xbox exclusives. So they're letting you know for that first like year, we're not forcing you to upgrade. You can still play all the games we're launching for the full calendar year of 2021, it sounds like. After that, it does kind of say we may move on kind of thing. But if they move on, it sounds like 2021, and I'll get in this a little bit more with your Xbox One, you might still be able to play those next-gen games. Um, your games will not be left behind thanks to backwards compatibility. They talk about how much cost and time they went into development to make sure all your games from the Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox One games you can play as of today will play on your Series X into the future. Your Xbox One gaming accessories will come in the future with you. Um, they did call out the, specifically the series, um, the Elite controller and the Xbox Adapt controller, along with your other peripherals as well. You can buy games once at no cost. This is they go into smart delivery and kind of how you can buy Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, Cyberpunk, Gears 5, GTA 5. Destiny, Destiny 2. GTA um, 5. Marvel's Avengers. GTA 5 was, GTA not, 5. was not called out there. It's going to be backwards compatible. Though. It's hey, gonna, you're it's the one who's got to destroy your um, PlayStation 5, not me. That, that, I'm not going to destroy my Xbox Series X. No, uh, your PlayStation 5, if they make you, they charge you for it again. I, I mean, I don't have it on my PlayStation, and I would never buy it on my PlayStation, so I already own two copies on my Xbox. I don't need to own fucking three so, copies of it. Based on their publisher currently today, 2K, the only publisher has distinctly came out, hey, we're selling a $60 copy for the Xbox One and then a $70 copy for the Series X. And the only way you can get both if you buy our $100 collector's edition, I'm guessing that publisher's not feeling too worried about charging people again for a game. That would be my <laughs> insight on 2K. I'm guessing you're going to have to buy Borderlands again. You got to buy GTA again. You got to buy 2K games again. You're not going to have to buy Borderlands again because I own you, Borderlands 2 on will, my. You have I backwards own, compatibility. But if they release a next gen version. I owned Borderlands 2 on my Xbox 360. 
yes, backwards compatibility will be there. So but if they launch to... a new one, you won't have all the bells and whistles. Like if they release GTA five with like ultra res 4k, new lighting effects, new skins and everything, you would have to buy that again. I'm no, guessing from 2k. That's stupid as fuck. So you think they did the same thing with like Borderlands 3? Well, they, they also came out and letting people know that game studios have to support smart delivery or release a brand new game because they're not allowing game studios to do DLC to upgrade your game to the Series X. So they have to offer it for free or they have to charge you for full copy. That's fucking ridiculous. Um. You choose how um, how to jump to the next generation. Um, this is talking about Xbox All Access, where you can get a subscription with no hidden fees. You get Game Pass Unlimited, and you get a low-cost monthly cost with no cost up front that they've basically financed you and Xbox. So they're going to bring this into the Series X, the financing program they have, where you pay $20 a month for two years. Everything. And you get game pass unlimited and you get the series x with it i don't know if it's gonna be i know i don't know if it's gonna be a 20 dollars, but they want to make the xbox series x accessible to everyone with like a 30 dollars, 20 dollars a month payment plan for two years with this they basically get you on their xbox live gold and game pass subscription and get a series x in your hand that's actually not a bad idea um, they've actually started doing that with uh, a little bit with the 360 at the very end of the life cycle, and they started doing that within the last year for the Xbox One X. It's not a bad marketing move, honestly. Like, if you don't already own one. They are pushing this program out to Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, and Target, and GameStop. So this, this before, you could only do this through the Microsoft website. They are pushing this so that you can do it through all major retailers now. I actually kind of fuck with that. That's a, I mean, obviously like you and I haven't had to deal with that, but anybody that's like wanting to buy an Xbox series X, not for the full 400 up front can now do it for $20 a month. I would years. be blown away if you're able to do that at launch. I think in the spring and winter, like for 2021, when they become accessible and you could get one off um, store shelves is when you'd probably be able to do that because why would they finance something when they're not going to have a lim- they're gonna have a limited stock anyways and they're going to be flying off the shelves. So I see no, this being activated. I, I definitely see like, that. I, in 2021. See, I see it. I don't see it really. Oh, I mean, obviously it'll probably be like early 2021, but like, because holiday season, you think probably they're going to come out end of October, beginning of November, they're going to start rolling them out. Probably the next wave or the wave after the second wave will start the financing, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, so probably about wave three, probably, you know, towards like New Year's and, you know. Yeah, I, I would guess probably by March 2021, you could probably pick up a Xbox All Access Series X. That would be my guess. That's usually yeah. when you can start finding things on store shelves. They call it finding a game in the uh, console in the wild after launch. <laughs> You just see it sitting on a shelf, and there's like three of them, and you're like, holy shit, I haven't seen one in the stores yet. Um, you are in control of your health and balance of gaming lifestyles. The next bullet point is basically that you know you can have parental controls and control them with your phone app to make sure your kids have limited access to gaming and have pit timers on that stuff. Um, 
the last bullet point is the one I thought you'd find the most interesting. I, I honestly didn't think the all access thing was going to tickle you as much as it did, but you will get more from your gaming um, Game Pass Unlimited membership. Finally, today we're announcing that this September, and supported countries will bring Xbox Game Pass and Project X Cloud together at no additional cost of the Xbox Game Pass Unlimited members. With Cloud Gaming and Game Pass Unlimited, you will be able to play over 100 Xbox Game Pass titles on your phone or tablet anywhere while you're connected to Xbox Live. This includes Halo Infinite at launch and many other games. What? That's that. That was the big part that I thought of this whole press um, release that was most interesting. So September, your entire Game Pass library will be available to you on the X Cloud. That's good. So um, yeah, I think that's amazing because right yeah, now cause... you only have like twenty titles. And you're gonna have over a hundred titles that yeah. you can Game Pass, and that's honestly something I would use quite a bit when like I'm visiting family or friends. Yeah. Uh, it's, all I have to do is pack a controller now and with my phone I can play most of my Xbox titles and it'd be a great time to catch up on exclusive titles that I kind of missed off the get-go yeah. and play through them. No, I definitely agree. They definitely don't have a lot of titles for streaming. Like, I think I, like, there's some titles that, like, I don't really want to buy that I also don't want to download like uh, a Plague's Tale that I can play like on the go, which is good. Yeah, but so, like if you never had time for like, let's say Ori, and you're like, oh, that's always like interesting. Yeah. You're like, oh, I have to go visit my dad in Cleveland. Oh, I have nothing to do tonight because I don't know anyone. Um, you're like, I could then just play through Ori that night, get like a good quarter way through, then I can pick up that game on my Xbox if it tickles my if i yeah enjoy it. i can download it on my xbox yeah so it'd be a good way to get accessible <laughs> and i i see it like my family lives in like the middle of nowhere but like game pass can actually run on the connection it's not great but it's something and i can just pick up consoles and you can actually play online multiplayer through xcloud i've actually done that yeah. as well i yep, mean it's I... not the greatest but it's no you definitely bad. gotta be you gotta definitely be on your cellular sell your data if you want to play either that or have like top in internet but like I played I remember I was at Kate's house one night and we were playing Halo online and we had to go off of her like off of my internet not hers and it ran a lot better so if like unless you got like super high in internet it's gonna be choppy lag yeah, I think I think it's just not going to be it's just I, not going to be a good experience. I, I think it's just based on whoever I mean where you are and what kind of connection you have and the internet like everyone can kind of like figure that out for themselves, but yeah, it's um definitely serviceable and seems to work pretty well. Um one thing that I forgot you could do is like the streaming. Like you can actually stream your um Xbox to your phone as well. Like I totally forgot you could even do that. I know you can do it to your PC, but I totally miss and I totally forgot that you could like stream anything from your Xbox and like play in a different room on your phone. See, I haven't even like attempted to do that because before, I don't know if they fixed it, but like when I first got the Xbox Project X Cloud, I couldn't do it. Yeah, they, so they've I, actually fixed it because I remember I had a friend that came to visit and I was like, 
hot, I was like deep in The Witcher, and he went to bed pretty early. And I just played uh, I was on your phone? Witcher on my phone in my bedroom. See, I feel like that's super like. It's not the greatest know. experience. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's as serviceable like a Switch is. You're like, oh, I want to play my Switch game on the television. But like someone wants to use the television, and then you're going to play handheld mode. It's not the greatest experience you could possibly have, but it's. Uh, but it's not better than not. It's better than not playing at all. Yeah. Anyways, I think this will be huge. Uh, just opening up the amount of games you can play in Project Cloud. I've had a fairly good experience with it so far. It works better than I expected it to. Mm-hmm. And moving that Project X Cloud there with Game Ones from the whole Microsoft um, Studios that's how they're going to keep the Xbox one viable after the year when they stop releasing games for it. So yeah. and at the 20, 2022 Xbox um, one games probably won't release at all. And you'll probably just have to play all the games and exclusives through X cloud. If you continue to use your Xbox one and you don't upgrade to the series X, but you, I mean, it doesn't seem like you'll be losing much out of that. No, I mean, when, you won't be able to probably like, you, yeah, you're not really losing much. I feel like and you're then, gonna be, you're gonna at most, you're gonna be a couple steps behind. But and then one thing they were talking about with smart delivery is how much the um, Gears of Fives up, they're able to update Gears of Five because they're talking about like the cinematics on Gears of War Five when they're using smart delivery. Delivery they have it running at real time cinematic in 4K at 60 frames a second. They're investigating 120 frames for multiplayer support, higher um, particle count than a PC on ultra specs, 50% higher, global illuminated gate, um, contrast um, shadows. Like they're basically then start going into talking about details of how much smart delivery is updating Xbox One games, Xbox Series X, and apparently you're running a hot, better than most ultra spec computers apparently. So it will be really interesting to go back at some of those games that they, from Xbox one that they get smart delivery and they upgrade for series X to see how much better they look and see if it's a noticeable difference. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that they're going back and also updating those consoles. Um, a next, another bombshell that Microsoft um, dropped today is Microsoft is discontinuing the Xbox One X and Xbox One Sad Edition. Sad Edition. <laughs> and uh, a lot, I've saw a lot of people actually getting really upset that they're um, discontinuing the Xbox One X. Um, apparently, if once they sell out through um, their supply, they're not creating anymore. They will I mean... only be releasing Xbox One S's. For um, the foreseeable future, Xbox One S really? They're not gonna. Uh... So if you like your Xbox One S, you need to hold on to that little baby and love it dearly, oh, yeah. tightly, because your option, be... if it dies, is to get an Xbox One S. <coughs> Which they've done away with the Red Ring of Death. So I mean, they didn't have Red Ring of Death on uh, Xbox One. So I know that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> there's really no reason it would break unless you know. You had to buy GTA 5 again, and you decided to break your Xbox. I thought that was kind of a bummer. I honestly wish they phased out the Xbox One S's, and they kept the Xbox One X. Um, This also flamed the fires to the Xbox Series S, being a real thing that they're going to announce fairly soon to replace the Xbox One X as that powerhouse console to play 
your the upgraded version of the Xbox One S, the in between of the Series X. So it's added a lot of speculation. There's a lot of rumors of that will be announced next month. Um, and a lot of people are also speculating that Xbox Live Gold is going to go free pretty soon because it's yeah. it's free on PC. I did so see that. A lot of people are thinking you're going to be able to play games online for free, and the only paid subscription model they're going to have is um, Game Pass. Soon. Game Pass, yeah, I did game, see that. And with Game Pass, you get xCloud, and that's how they're going to market that, is you get xCloud and Game Pass, get to play all Xbox game studios on day one with it. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how many people don't get Game Pass and then just play games for free on the Series S and Series X and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another another piece that was kind of interesting is Seagate dropped their um, page for the storage card, the expansion storage cards for the Series X. They have not released the price yet, which I'm guessing they're holding off till they release console prices and everything. But it's kind of has some interesting um, information on there, um, but not ton. It seems like they're only going to be releasing a one terabyte card. And if I had to speculate on a one terabyte card, I'm guessing you're paying at minimum 250 no cheaper for expand, expandable memory for the Series X. Minimum. Yeah. That's going to suck because that's like the price of a, <laughs> like a current day console right now. But well, that's my Xbox news, and I thought that those were a lot of interesting things that happened. I'm kind of bummed about the series, um, the Xbox One X being discontinued. Really happy about Game Pass and xCloud becoming one. I think mm-hmm. that will be extremely useful because you look at it, you have Game Pass. Like, you buy that Series X, you're probably going to have three to four launch titles day one and not have to pay $60 for a game on top of buying your console. Right, on top of buying a brand new fucking $400 console. Well, backwards compatibility, your your controllers you have, your headsets you have are going to work mm-hmm. from day one. You have to buy all new accessories as well. It's finally nice to have that fully accessibility of upgrading like PC owners kind of have right now, and that's kind of the model they're going with. Yeah. Um, to move off of Microsoft's dick for a little bit, um, we'll move over the Sony Ghost of Tsushima review. Woo! Ghost of Tsushima, the last wheelhouse for the last PlayStation. PlayStation, the last big PlayStation 4 exclusive yep. is finally coming out this week. Actually, I think it comes out tomorrow, right? Yep, it comes out here in about uh, 15 minutes my time. Are you picking it up? I already got it. I will be honestly holding off. I don't really after reading four reviews and watching two video reviews. I do not think it's worth $60. Really? Being completely honest. Now, why is that? um, As much as as, as excited as you were about it. I know. I, I was extremely excited for it. So I actually watched review videos of it. And that's what killed me. It See, looks, and that's why I hate what. No, I, I, I watched the review videos, and like I watched the, the review video that turned me off was the one that they scored it a nine on. They scored the game a nine out of ten, and the review video watching the gameplay turned me off from like saying I don't want to spend sixty dollars on this. This isn't what I wanted out of a 
what I was shown on the state of play for PlayStation last month. So whose whose video was it? Was it IGN Games? I was watching IGN's GameSpot gave it a seven out of ten. Which is a you know, I don't know. You know me. I'm not really one for looking at people's reviews and so, like. So the the reviews honestly didn't fully turn me off until I watched the gameplay. The gameplay is what turned me off. I I don't know. How, just how's that not a viable like thing to judge something on? Is like watching the actual gameplay and how it's played isn't what I wanted out of that game. No, I mean I'm not compl- I'm not discrediting you or anything like that. I just personally I have learned to not take people's reviews to heart because yeah, but like not liking the gameplay doesn't really have anything to do with the review well sure i mean well no it doesn't and you're right it it doesn't but at the same time there have been plenty of games where i don't like the gameplay but or like i do like the gameplay but the reviews are fucking shit so the the gameplay mixed with like the like three i watched i i read i tried i read two really positive reviews and i read one lukewarm review like they were like they liked it yeah kind of blah blah kind of felt it was a pretty good game um and then i read two negative reviews and um even the positive review really pointed out the faults that the negative reviews did but they still scored it really high it was really interesting because everyone in all like five reviews i read i i, I watched like, kotaku polygon game spot IGN and I read one other one I forget what it was but um they all pointed out the exact same things the exact same faults the exact same things that were great about the game but they all scored it drastically different and when they talked like when they summarized up their thoughts so it is very much opinionated um but the, like the faults of the game that were very much pointed out were like some of the best parts of the story are like the side quests, but like they're very far and few in between. Um, My breaking point was the stealth. I was so looking forward to the stealth and the stealth looks bare bones. But see, it could have looked bare bones. Just maybe the person doesn't really give a fuck about stealth. I I watched, like I read five reviews and they all said stealth was not as much fun as they thought it was going to be because there's no building skills onto the game that change stealth at all throughout the whole game. You got a few little toys, but they said in all, it was very lacklustering of the stealth was very lacklustering because all your skills build up to different fighting stances to handle different fights as a samurai coming into samurai battles. None of your um, skills actually translate to changing up your stealth abilities at all. Now, how far along were they into the game? They, they, they talked about beating the game, and, like, there's no leveling progression. There's just different fighting stances to handle different fighters more efficiently. There is some gear, but they said it was secondary that helped your stats boost here and there. Like, you could get a new sword or a new, like, cloak or a new, like, different... You can get a few different gear things that boost your stats, but there's no level progression. There's no grinding throughout the story, you pick up different stances and those different stances let you handle different situations for different warriors types. But there's a light hit, a hard hit, a block and a dodge. They're like, it's very Batman-esque in that sense. 
Um, and there's also a time setting. So when people, you can take the samurai stance and as people and lunge at you, you can one hit them. And yeah. if you're one hit and you fight samurai way, they're like, that's some of the best parts of the gameplay. But they're like, my heart was like, they talk about like stealth and they're like, stealth, this is all you do the entire game. And they're like, it does not evolve past this point. You get a few extra tools to like distract people, but based on the AI, it's not as interesting as you would imagine on most stealth games. And like literally the stealth animations are pretty dodgy. The same well. from what I watched. And I, I wanted to play it fully stealth and watching that, it sounds like the most fun is going in there as a samurai. That's where the gameplay excels. That's where you build skills. That's where you get new moves. And that's where the direction you build your character the entire time. And there's no building and stealth outside of getting a few, like a smoke bomb and like maybe a firecracker. And that's about as much depth. Like your um, kill animations and stuff, like you can speed up some of that stuff throughout it. But like outside of that, there's no extra real takedowns you don't have at the start of the game. So it doesn't evolve at all, like the rest of the game does with your combat. Yeah, well, see, I mean, that's where I feel like you and I differ. I mean, you take reviews, you know, for what they are. I and... watch like a twelve-minute I mean, video on gameplay. That's don't get me what, wrong. That, that's the part no, that no, no, killed no. me. The game. Don't get yeah. Don't get me wrong. I watch you know I watch little twelve minutes and shit like that, and I still don't. I don't let that sway my opinion or like, you know, anything really like that. Like you're like, I don't want to look at the facts. I just want to feel what I feel and go for it. Yeah. I mean, I fucking dude, you know how many games I've bought that have shitty reviews and like fucking, it has great reviews overall. Metacritic. It's like, well, like great or like it could be great to that company or it could be great. Like, but it could be like, I've bought games that are great to so, like IGN so, but are absolute ass to me like re- review wise it's doing pretty incredible yeah so like like literally like it's not the reviews that are killing it what's killing it is me watching how bare bones the stealth combat is and i wanted but a more stealth do you not ever think that like do you ever think that like you know maybe that person's just not that into stealth i watched five different accounts people write about how the stealth combat doesn't evolve it's the samurai battling that actually excels and it's actually interesting so five different people i watched actual gameplay on the stealth but you don't know the only thing they talked talked how they love the samurai battling but when i have five different sources and then i'm watching gameplay of people progressing through the game I, i get it but I don't think you're seeing so, where I'm coming so, so from. Like I'm coming from a standpoint of you're coming a standpoint. You don't know I don't these want people. Any facts. No, 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 no. Like whatever I want. These can be their complete. Like you know, these can be people who don't want to play stealthily and don't really pay attention to the stuff. Like there's factors in it to where, like you know, I feel yeah. like there's factors in it to, like there are games where like you're not supposed to play stealthy, but like I fully fucking stealth that game and like. You know, they're like, there's no stealth development, blah, 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 like you're saying, but I like, can go in and fucking have a great time playing stealthily. So, honestly, if you're going to have this argument with me, it would make way more sense that I feel like I was having a constructive conversation if you actually even watched the gameplay on the stealth. 
because it's very bare bones watching it as well. And I'm also not I trying have, to when I have spoil like, anything for myself for the game either. So, and and reviewers are getting really good at like again they talk to zero about gameplay whatsoever outside of what was in the trailer. I mean, um, like, but like, I mean, you know me for fairly well. I try and sustain from like if it's a game that's like highly anticipated, like Cyberpunk. I try and like look at the bare minimum so i'm fresh raw like holy fuck but like meanwhile you and meanwhile meanwhile you and dane have like researched everything about cyberpunk and like well yeah you didn't know you could do that like that's fucking like day one shit i'm like i fucking know that shit's fucking sweet like we 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 both have read and watched the same things on cyberpunk I don't go and research that stuff like super hardcore and like know anything about the story. Like I know almost nothing about the story outside of the E3 trailers or well, gameplays they've well, released. Yeah. I mean, nobody knows shit about I, That's Last not what Us, I'm saying. Last of Us Part 2, I knew zero about what was happening in that story whatsoever. Zero. I can read objective um, thoughts from multiple people and these people are talking about how great and amazing this game is. But there's like, when I read five accounts, when people are talking like three of these accounts are saying how great this game is, how fun it is, how beautiful the game is. But all three people who are talking great about it are still like, well, the stealth is bare bones. And then I watch a gameplay video for like four minutes on stealth. And it is what they're saying it is. And I'm watching it happen. And they're showing different clips at different points in the game. Let me be honest, like, this is like watching Batman at the, when you're fighting at the end or at the beginning, you have a few extra tools. I'm not picking that stuff up. I'm watching the animation. I'm seeing, does that kind of look like fun to me? And the animations, let alone, and there not being any progression in the animations or your tactics for stealth are kind of yeah. a bummer. Like, stealth, even The Last of Us, you, like, upgrade and you get, like, new takedowns. You get a bow. You can upgrade your bow to, like, do things more stealthy. Like, from what I watched and from what I read and researched, The Last of Us Part Two seems like it has more f- progressive stealth mechanics than this game. And the stealth part of the state in play is what really caught my imagination and what I was excited most about this game on second of how beautiful the game is. Everyone talks about how beautiful this game is. And that's why I shouted out watching the gameplay trailers. The game's gorgeous. But it's not the game I wanted it to be. And because of that, I'll wait till it goes on discount because I don't need to play it right away if it's not exactly what I wanted. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like personally, you got to really get in there and get your hands dirty before you can make any judgments on... Well, yeah. I I won't be able to like give a review for this game, but well, I can no, but like whether I think it's worth my sixty dollars in time right this minute, or do I have other things I want to do with my time and money? Yeah. I, after doing research, like for this this part to talk over it, I've decided that hey, I think this game's worth forty to thirty dollars to me because it's not the kind of gameplay I wanted out of us. I wanted more of a ninja game, and it's much more very very much more a samurai game yeah well i mean time will tell i mean i always say that but it's true i mean in cases like this the state of play made it sound like there was very much an option between samurai or ninja from what i was picking up from the state of play 
that might have been my ignorance. I mean, they definitely they definitely hit on the fact that, you know, there's two different play styles and like both play styles are definitely gonna be equal in like, you know. Five so different, five different counts of five people who've beat the game. Those play styles are not equal in the least bit. And you basically have the same play style that's stealth and they're like, Yeah, stealth isn't very rewarding, it's very boring. And they're like the best parts when you actually end up getting caught and then you have to like samurai your way out of there. And yeah. that's five different people's opinion. And then me watching the gameplay on top of that, I personally, from what I saw on top of what I read, yeah, I, that's what I would, my takeaway would be of watching that. So I yeah. was a little down and it's something I'm going to wait because I don't need to bite it right this second. So I'll wait maybe I'll hear from you. Maybe I'll talk to you. Maybe I'll get a shot to like play it with someone for a few minutes and maybe I'll change my mind. It looks gorgeous. The gameplay looks great, but there's other games I also want to play right now. So. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the one on this podcast that, you know, will take those ventures into the depths of the unknown and the skeptical and, I believe in a developer and I believe in a game I I will buy them right away like I bought Cuphead like day one and I played the shit like I know so many people who like hate that game and won't touch it yeah I mean I don't necessarily hate Cuphead but like I don't know I definitely really enjoyed need, it I definitely need somebody to play it with I like sure. I had this ever since I played Guacamelee I've always had these hit like itches for these like boss platformers and they're so much fun to me and like all the puzzles and like different like timing things like they're they're addicting like that's why Super Meat Boy was such a huge thing and I yeah. like Ori um, Will of the Wisp I picked that up like day one um, I want to play Ori 2 I haven't got to that yet but like I'll play these like little bite-sized games give them a, like a tryout here and there that are more on the indie side of things like max and the brotherhood of like evil or something that was a free xbox Mm -hmm. live gold game i played through that like i'll play like little games that are just garbage and that has terrible reviews and i had a decent time with it just wanted to kill a little time with here and there right i don't have a problem with smaller games i have a problem paying full price for 60 i have a hard time paying 60 plus dollars for a game that i don't feel like is worth my sixty dollars, so I that you're not that you're not confident in. Yeah, if I'm not confident in it, I'll play it eventually because I, I I'll be honest, Ghost of Tsushima. Like I honestly thought it was gonna be better than Last of Us Part Two, from what I was reading. Like, there's a lot of hate for Last of Us Part Two, but like from what I'm playing, Last of Us Part Two, it's way better than Last of Us Part One. I oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm like it's not as way slow. better. Like I thought Last of Us Part One was a very let down story wise as much as people talked about how amazing of a story was i will admit i was comparing it with the only other zombie like story game that i played in this decade that had a older man and a little girl as a team (laughs) and that's i think kind of what contributed like thinking that story was so poorly written um, but I think the second part is honestly written way better than the first part. It's a way more compelling of a story so far. Yeah. And hopefully I'll beat that tonight and be able to give a better impressions on it. I just, from what I've read, I think Ghost of Tsushima to me is worth a 40 to $30. And I'll buy it for that because I think it's a gorgeous game. But it's not what I wanted to play right now. Yeah, I get it. 
So um, let's like we spent way more time on those than I thought I was going to because oh, I yeah. really hated my thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, That's what we want though. We want conflict. We want fucking. You're wrong. <laughs> just just shit on me a little bit harder next time <laughs> yeah i mean that's what you always tell me you're like just i need a little bit more vinegar and i fucking just gave you come, the vinegar you, Jordan. you gave it to me and I, I like i really felt like i had to defend my i was like so uh, wait you're mad because i did research and i don't think a game's worth 60 dollars, and you did no research and you're arguing i oh, know you should just play it you saw the trailer that was enough <laughs> no i mean so my point my point like, of view on it you're like listen 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 zero listen, insight listen. zero research and just go for it because they told you it was good no no it's not even that dude it's just i hate taking other people's word for something yeah if i'd rather i would much rather get my own experience and give you dane charlie my but, personal opinion but then on i'm it. just taking your word for it Yes and no. <laughs> yes and see, no. See because... my problem with that? Like I took five people's words and watched videos to also show me what it looks like on top of it. And samurai fighting looks fucking phenomenal. The game looks fucking beautiful. Like it looks like there's a good start there. I honestly think they should have made this, and this is gonna be my like podium, delayed it till this um winter, released it xbox i'm at ps4 and ps5 and just flushed out the um both sides of it so you really had two real good ways to play the game and when i'm seeing five people say hey the stealth isn't what it was all like said it was going to be in the state of play it was kind of lacklustering self-wise that that's my problem and that's the part that got me so excited. But let's move on. Ubisoft Showcase thoughts. Okay, I know you're hot on this game. Far Cry 5, what were your impressions on the reveal? I cannot hear you right now. You're on mute. Far Cry 6? Yep, Far Cry 6. I know you're a fan of the franchise. The reveal, what were your thoughts? Well, it really wasn't a whole much of a reveal, but I will say... I'm excited to see if it's a prequel. Um, personally, I would like to see them continue to go forward, I guess, with their um, fucking what you call it, their Far Cry 5 ending with No, I would like to see them go forward with their Far Cry 5, but I also would love to see how Voss became, if this is Voss. I mean, there's a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors, a lot of, you know, little fucking nitpicks that it is Voss. I would love to play as a young Voss and see how he became the fucking definition of an, of insanity. Um. I love Far Cry games. I've I'll play all of them. I'll get the best edition of them. Like I love Far Cry. So my impression, I thought Gus's monologue was absolutely incredible. I don't know his real name. I forget the actors. Like I've heard a few. I've listened it's to like, different podcasts he, this week, and they said the, like uh, his his name's really hard to pronounce. I just call him Gus from Breaking Bad. Yeah, I mean he's uh he's in the so, Mandalorian. We'll he's in him, the Mandalorian. We'll call him Gus from Breaking Bad. So um honestly his monologue was super powerful 
it is great to see him and what I think is some of his best work is working as a villain. Mm-hmm. He has just such a powerful delivery and a monologue. Oh to yeah. This little kid. And I think the little kid's name's maybe David or something. I don't remember. Diego. Diego. Um, the kid's name's Diego. So it'll be interesting to see how that relationship blossoms and if like Diego becomes your pro- um, protagonist or not. But it it's... definitely seems like they're not going to pay that voice actor for his likeness and his mocap. And his motion cap, yeah. If they for... weren't going to use him as a full villain for this um, role. He's probably definitely going to be a villain. And hopefully you're playing as Voss before he becomes Voss, like before he takes the name Voss. I mean, I, I, that's really my only main takeaway. My only impression is like I get to play as one of the most iconic villains in video game history in a long time. So, so just as a recap on this trailer, they, all they showed was a trailer for um, Far Cry 6. And it was basically Gus from Breaking Bad talking to what I appeared to be his son, Diego, about how to be a, a tyrannical leader and dictator of a country. And he was like basically using uh, a grenade as a metaphor, which uh, is yeah, a grenade as a, a metaphor, how he pulls the pin out and he's like, don't worry. It's just like our people, you have to hold them tight. Otherwise you or will otherwise release the gonna... fuse and it will explode. Yeah, and he's like very much like us. You're, you're the shell, and they're the grenade or something. I don't know. I forget that part. But anyways, it was a really powerful monologue. I really liked it. It was one of my favorite trailers I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it was really, it was really, it gave me chills here and there. Like, like the last trailer I can think of that I really liked that much was the um, Dead. Is it Dead Island? where this little girl's like they're like going back in time with this little girl getting like tackled out this window oh yeah by like, a zombie yeah like getting killed by her parents and shit yeah yeah i think that was uh dead island one yeah dead island two which is lost m.i.a there was a guy rollerblading as he like on the venice boardwalk where he slowly <laughs> yeah. became a zombie yeah that was fucking awesome like Dead Island does a great job of trailers. Those are some really great ones. They definitely like, show the uh, like the time lapse. Their time lapses are fucking good. It, that's yeah. what really that's what really gets you is like you're seeing like a normal guy just fucking rollerblading, fucking having a great time, listening to some fucking music, just and then like slowly turning into like this monster. So I, I think those are some of uh, the, I don't know, it, it was the most powerful trailer I've seen in a really long time. Um, mm-hmm. I really wish they would do something like that for like Halo. They spend so much time developing characters in that damn thing. Do something good. Um, yeah. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It looks it interesting. Honestly, it honestly looks like a really good game. Um, they They're bringing... Release- they're bringing back the base building. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but oh, fuck you. That's from Brotherhood, uh, right? Yeah, brother. No, Assassin's Creed Two. Okay. Assassin's Creed Two. You haven't been able to do base building, which I fucking dump so much time into my base building. And to see it, and really, it didn't really have that big of an impact besides having vendors while like you're doing like in between shit. But it seems like it's going to have an actual impact and like bring more life into the game. Like 
you're literally coming from fucking Norway to England. You're going to have to fucking build a home for your family, for your, for your, for your army, for your man. Like, I don't know. It, it adds more humanity to the character. It seems like. So I watched most of the 30 minute gameplay reveal they did for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I really like what the direction the story is going. You're a Viking, like you said, from Norway, setting up camp in Northern England, setting up settlements and such. I honestly really thought this was a game I was going to sit down and play on release um, till they announced the release date. Yeah. And now I don't think I'm going to play it. I think it's the worst idea they've ever had. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to get lost in the mix of everything else. Well, so they announced the release date for October 29th. November November 17th. November November 17th. And you know what comes out two days later? Cyberpunk. Yeah. I mean, it's going to get terrible. Terrible decision. There's a lot of terrible decisions on game releases lately. (laughs) Fucking Destiny 2 delaying their shit like a week before fucking Cyberpunk comes out. Yeah, and then you have Valhalla that comes out like a few days after Destiny, and then you have <laughs> yeah. Cyberpunk a few days after that. Like, I honestly think one of their games they probably should have pushed out to second quarter of 2021. Like, to be completely honest, like take Watch Dogs or Assassin's Creed and dump them out in like April or May. Well, the good news is Watch Dogs comes out in October, so you'll have yeah, some. But it comes out see- like two weeks beforehand. Like, it's the end. I mean, of October, you have like some. Twenty eighth, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's 29th or 28th. But, like, you still have, like, a couple weeks to sink your teeth and do it and have a good time and, like, take a nice little, you know, nice little two-week binge and then take a break and play some fucking Destiny, play some Valhalla, and then, boom, all your time for the next six months is going towards Cyberpunk. I will say, I think the Ubisoft's getting really good at trailers. I think the Watchdog Legion trailer they released was Oh, it was a nice, nice, fresh trailer better than um the game will probably be <laughs> probably i mean honestly like i and i thought they were so smart because they're gonna hit this so perfectly and i doubt they even planned this and this is why they delayed it i doubt they even saw this coming and they pivoted but they're making like the police to be the bad people now like the yeah. bad guys and it's going to be so catchy right now because <laughs> everyone hates the police for some reason or another <laughs> I don't know. I've never read anything on the news ever because news is, could be dangerous. I just stay with game sites. Um, oh, yeah. But it seems like there's not as much love for police currently. And I feel like them being the main protagonist in a video game is like lightning in a bottle for this um, winner. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely not going to be this renegade anonymous group. They're going to be the fucking the highlight you know the capture it's not even the police it's a private militia pretty much yeah but like they're before like watchdog was just trying to say like oh the government's spying on our privacy and now they're really breaking it down that they were on the run and just because they didn't stand up for this they didn't stand up for this they didn't stand up for this but now they are the ones that are targeted and like everyone's if you don't stand up for the next person a Eventually, it's the common denominator is going to be you. So you have to stand up and rise up against. And it's very I mean, much that's, about the resistance. That's what... Tyrannical government. That's what... A, that's, I mean, the first game really didn't hit on that. The second game hit it on it pretty I thought the good. second game was more about a tech company trying to use everyone's data. Well, I mean, it's the same as the first one. You know, Bloom 
yeah. is like Bloom was the main antagonist of the first and second game. But this is like but it, national news and like yeah, this is this is a policing. government. Yeah, this is a government. Like this is a police force. I wouldn't even say police. This is a militia police force that is now taking over England to make it back to where it was after a terrorist attack. And this private militia's coming in, and they're like, yeah, we're going to fucking fix everything because we're a private militia. And now you got to, like, I'm sure sure there's going to be some detective, like, segments in it where you're trying to figure out. Because in the trailer, they sort of break down, you know, what's going on and why this militia is there in England. And it's because Big Ben got fucking destroyed. Well, it, it'll be interesting, and, like, we probably should went better into describing these trailers and then talking about them a little bit more. But um, essentially, you're this person that's on the run the entire time. The cops are after you. Then some random guy helps you, and he becomes a ter- identified as a terrorist. And basically, you meet up in the resistance holdout, and it's just a bunch of misfits with masks, apparently. They're ganging up together to take on Yeah, I mean, you're still, you're still in dead set. Yeah, you're still in DedSec. It's the England branch of DedSec. It's still the same protagonist group as the second one. Really, like I said, they really didn't really hit on the DedSec. Like, they were like, you're pretty much in the first one. And realizing it now, it's like the first one really wasn't about hacking and like DedSec. It was more of a revenge story. It was like, about your daughter. This dude's niece got fucking murdered, shot in the head accidentally, and like now you're pissed. And you just so happen to have these hacking abilities to do shit. Like they really never never hit on Bloom and like, oh, the government's taking all of our information. It was more of a fucking revenge story, honestly. And I feel like that's where Watch Dogs 1 went wrong was they pitched it as like, you're Aiden Pierce. You're this fucking hacker. That's like he was the running best. Through, you're best running character. through. You're running through fucking Chicago, like fucking shit up to like dig into the truth when really you're just on a fucking revenge spree of vigilantism. Yeah. So I'm not. I refuse to play uh, Watch Dogs Legion unless Aiden is in it. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he'll be in it at some point. I mean, he was in fucking. He was in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. What's t- what's stopping him from being in fucking? Watch Dogs Legion, and he was will, in Watch Dogs too. You so, literally, you literally, there's a side mission where you save Aiden Pierce. I will say the one thing um, disappointing about the Ubisoft showcase uh, that I was hearing is they um, they brought back the Animus more than people wanted in Valhalla. That was I, one complaint I've read. I really hope the they brought Animus- the Animus more back back more than the last two games that's that's really one thing i (laughs) dude if there's one thing i hate about the assassin's creed game it's that like you're working for abstergo and you're an abstergo person that gets like infiltrated by the brotherhood like i i just want to play give me i just hope care give me a care like give me a character like desmond miles give me a character that i can care about that I can grow with again. I honestly think they should just drop all the futuristic stuff and just drop you in a new narrative every single time in a different place in history. Like just drop the, the, the whole animus thing or the whole, the whole thing, like the whole future. Well, I mean, you need, the animus. you need the animus. The animus yeah. is like, they, 
Yeah, you do, because that's what the fucking games are built on, going they, back They drop in time. you in a new Far Cry all the time, a whole new, new different setting, a whole new, like, directive. Like, everyone but knows, it's like, different. the whole You're going creed of assassins at this time. point. Just do that person's story that Ashley's living there instead of going back in time. Just do that ancestor. Like, hey, we're telling the story yeah, of this what they, ancestor, this ancestor. What they, yeah. And just make what, it, like, you open a book, you read the story, and you're reading the adventures of this person. Who cares? Like, what, you, don't yeah, what whole, they, you don't need to go back and forth. What they definitely need to do is go back to the whole ancestry thing. It's, I feel like they, they lost their ancestry thing after Desmond died. Like, oh, Desmond's dead. We can't really use his ancestry anymore. Well, what they shouldn't do is do it like How I Met Your Mother, where like you every single time you go in a new chapter, like, well, this is the still crazy story that happened to me now, and then flash back. Yeah, then, like, like, oh, well, they, this is what happened next. Flash back into like the actual gameplay. Like, just yeah, they, keep it in the had, gameplay. Like, they who had, cares? They had they had a good formula with the first three Assassin's Creed. They had a good formula with all the Desmond Assassin's Creeds. They sort of started losing me when like you started working for Abstargo and like you were some fucking Just, programmer that had to go in and like decrypt the past. Like give me the fucking lip the scar on the lip. Give me fucking like give me something give me ancestry okay. i think majority of people who play this game and this is my bias opinion on top of hearing other people talk about this game everyone that i've heard talk about this game wish they would just drop it just tell these stories in those times like hey it's a little bit of a backstory of like hey a little bit like hey i'm assassin blah 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 um talking in their whole their whole movement or whatever in like a group and then branch it out from there and you can pick different settings wherever you want remove the futuristic stuff just tell it as it's happening yeah i would also like to see them go into most of it's assassin's creed most of it's told in that past time most of the story so just keep it there tell the whole story there who gives a shit about the future that's future people problem well yeah give me like they hit on all this like present day shit all the time but you never get to do anything besides like walk around an office a, building and steal. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much like, <laughs> yeah. Like give me this fucking present day situation where like present day Assassin's Creed, where you're presently fighting the Templars, not looking for another goddamn piece of fucking Eden. Like, yeah, cool. But like Desmond miles, they could have had lightning. They could have had lightning in a fucking bottle. dude. Honestly, with like Desmond's story was garbage. Like all, future stuff in those games garbage everyone wants to play the gameplay everyone likes the old time settings because they didn't build on it dude i mean yeah i like the old time settings but like eventually the old time settings are gonna get fucking boring no you because know? you you have endless amount of time you can pick from different parts of the world you can go to the mongolians in china you can do the japanese invasion in um korea you could we have to, like pirates. more modern days you could go to australia settlement you can go to North African settlement. You go South African settlement. You can go. So you're telling me you want to play? You want to play as? You want to play as? You already played as Meta. You already played as Greece. You already played as Egyptian. I thought it was Roman. No, Greece. You're in Greece. For Odyssey, yeah, Odyssey was it? So go Odyssey. Go in Victorian age London. Go like. You already went to Victorian age. Well, like sort of Victorian age London. You already went to like steampunk London. You can. You already, I'm just saying. You already, you already went to be a pirate. You already went to be a fucking Native American. There's like five thousand years. Then go and uh, um, you can go into the Mayans. You know, we can find Mayans for the end of the world. Help us read the calendar. <laughs> end of days. I don't know, dude. Like, I feel like they need to like. 
the next Assassin's Creed needs to be a futuristic Assassin's Creed. I love the historical aspect. I think there's a lot of I do too. Parts, different parts of different um, historical things that happen throughout but you're the hitting, world. They're already hitting. They already hit on the major. Besides, I mean, they the major, really. There's five thousand years in India. Five thousand years in Asia. There's five thousand. But listen, you had Assassin's Creed Chronicles. Where you hit on the Asian, you hit on the fucking Indian. Yeah, but like, let's be honest. Most people didn't touch those, and you can still tell another story in that setting. They told like how many settings in like um the what where was it? The Renaissance. The Renaissance. They told like what five, six stories in the Renaissance. It's not even like five to six or seven stories. It's the same story consecutively it, through it, the years. It, it's still five different stories. They're different games. It's like if you have a book series, Harry, they're different all games, the Harry Potters are like still years, different stories, man. But they're years apart. A different story is like fantastic. So it's like a saying the Harry Potter like, books aren't different stories. It's like all a chronicle, but they're different books. They tell different parts of the story. I don't think you're understanding this. I don't think you understand what a chronicle is. I see I see different stories as you know Vikings, Egyptians, Greece. I don't see them as chronicle. Like Desmond Miles was a chronicle. That was one story out of fucking And Desmond was the worst part of those games. I fucking loved Desmond. I loved him as a character like he was a worse. They could have cut him out and just pit me in those um, <laughs> Renaissance areas as assassins, and I could have give a fuck less about him. All right, let's be honest. We want to see Assassin's Creed that has character creation and so story. You can't because you won't. You have to give away the future stuff and just focus on what's happening in the past to do that. And for some reason, people won't let go of that, even though the apparently game's with the animus away from that. Apparently, with the animus, you can already do whatever the fuck so, you want. So. Next game is Brawlhalla. Thoughts? It's a fucking brawler game. I don't it's, know. Bra- it's, it's a mobile it, game. I don't even know. I didn't even read about it. I didn't care. Yeah. I just put it on there for a joke. Next game. <laughs> no, just the real dance, the joke dance, is the joke is the next game. Yeah, this is the real joke, guys. Hold so, on, guys. I lost the bet. I don't even know what I bet last week, but. Oh, yeah, the bet was you had to buy a Wii if they really just danced for it. And you know what? First year since <laughs> 2000 and, like, 11, six, six, yeah. That just dance did not come out for the Wii, guys. Congratulations. I win the bet this week. You don't have to buy a Wii to play Just Dance 2020 now. Thank God. I mean, I could probably get it for, like, 20 bucks, but hey. – I like honestly reading the notes on this. Like I, I watched a little bit of the trailer, and I'm so confused because they add three game, the three three songs, they add three previous songs, and I'm like, is this just DLC now? I'm confused. I'm not gonna happening. lie. I'm not gonna lie. I really skip right past this. Um, Crew Two, they have like some summer season three coming on, and they're bringing cars from the '80s. I didn't really. All care. right, they're trying to Drive. copy Forza. Tries trials rising. They're actually making it a service. It's like more than Forza's done, honestly. Um, because they re- this is the third year they're supporting DLC for that game instead of actually bringing out a new game. Interesting. Um, so it's honestly, I think that's a good thing to like not make it an iterative sport game every year. So I kind of support yeah. that. 
Um, yeah. Trial Trial Rising. I've played like two trial games for a little bit here and there. I don't They're know. a nice little platformer game. They're a nice little fun. I feel like turn it's a phone game. Off. I wouldn't want to play that on my. I feel like it's something you play on your phone when you're bored, like on the yeah. car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a nice. It's a nice little turn your brain off, waste a couple hours. I have a, a friend minutes. who loves those games. I never really got into. It. I played them on the fucking computer on a mini clip if you know what that is a little game yeah. website yeah browser game i played it on there but like that's the extent i've ever gone um next game ghost recon breakpoint i'm gonna be honest i didn't even bother reading this because i honestly don't care about ghost recon i didn't see a lot about breakpoint besides the fact that it's going to become like a mobile game sort of i think i was like ghost, ghost recon elite squad I was whatever like, that is Hey, um, I didn't care too much about the first one. There wasn't, didn't look like there was much information on it. So I, I mean, was like, like I, I skip this. Like I said last week, it, I didn't even watch it either. I don't even know if they actually hit on it because the only Ghost Recon thing I saw was Ghost Recon Elite Squad, which looked like a uh, what's that Saints Row spinoff game? Agents of Chaos or I don't know. It, it, Agents it just... of Mayhem. It's to me. I almost looked like they were giving up on it. To be completely honest, I know they also showed some DLC for um, Rainbow Six Siege, which they are bringing over the Series X and PlayStation Five, um, and they're going to make sure all your progress carries over as well. Yeah. Um, the last real game I wanted to talk about was Hyperscape. 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 Honestly, I wasn't Give wrong. Me. This game very much feels like fucking Crackdown. <laughs> really <laughs> so much like crackdown like i it is in beta right now they only let you play solo or four player squads um essentially it's a battle royale game you, you can mark things you get shoot down in like escape pods and uh from like a like an airplane and you just go jetting you can jet across the whole map easy breeze um instead of a blue zone they have different sectors of the town and it like literally starts disappearing so like when it starts breaking down you're given like a timer for a minute and you slowly see the like it's almost buildings like, like pixelized like, yeah they start pixelizing and they breaking down and if you're still in there you're dead like instantly you're like there's no you're like health you're, that, you're dead like dead you just you just dead. get like you get like thanos snapped away you're dead so you're telling me that you're Thanos dead. Thanos is just like walking around snapping in these different sectors. Um, there's no like wall running or anything like that, but um you can pick up two abilities. They have tons of just different abilities you can pick up. Um you can pick up a teleport and like a, like most of them cool down like every like eight seconds. There's like a heal, you can throw up a wall, a shield. Um, you can like almost do like a force push or like throw like energy at someone. Those so are, it sounds like something we're not going to play. Um, and when you pick up those abilities, you have to keep finding those abilities to level them up. I think you level them up five times to lower the cooldown so you can use them quicker. Again, um, so we're not going to play this. We're just going to continue with PUBG. And from I, – I, I don't know. It's like they build on this game. It could be cool. Um, but then the gun system, there's multiple guns. And, again, you can up – grade them pick up the same gun again and you get a level one gun a level two three and i think they go up to four and it basically adds more ammo you can carry for the gun it adds more rounds you can shoot for that clip and it slightly increases the power and the traversing is kind of fun you can like do a double jump and like run and do like a mega man slide 
Um, me personally, I don't think the gun combat's all that great. And is it clunky? Is it like it the, plays smooth? The game plays smooth. What's the kill time like? So when you kill someone, it's really interesting. Um, like I don't know if we talked about this, but like if I you get killed in my our team, you get a run around as a ghost, and you don't like you don't just fall out and have to watch us. You get to run around as a ghost and you can help us spot enemies that are coming. And if we kill enemy, as long as he's not in a place that disappeared and gone, you can take a spot. So like anytime we kill an enemy, you can run, take his life and get jump back into the game. That's a nice little mechanic actually. Refreshing mechanic. Super interesting at the end, because as soon as you kill someone on the other team, if this is four and four, your team can run to that spot and, and come back. And it's, if they drop one of yours, they can come back. Because there's no actual revive. Once you kill someone, it's not like they are down but not out. They are out, but you can bring back you your players can... by killing one of theirs. So it's sort of a spin on the apex where – Kind of like can... dodgeball. You, you get someone else out, yeah. but your teammate comes back in. Yeah, you get the guy that gets you out, and you can come back, yeah. But – when you're out, you have to keep playing that game and you're fully engaged because if you don't keep up, someone else from a different team can come and take that person's life as soon as your team kills someone. Huh. So it's like a competition to be at the right place next to the person who dies so you can jump in and steal their life and get back in the game. And if uh, once an area, a section disappears, that's gone. So you can't take lives from people who fall off that area. Interesting. So it, it rewards you for killing and moving on. So it's a very interesting mechanic. It might just be my hate for keyboard directional things as why I hate the game a little bit right now because I usually don't play first-person shooters with a keyboard and I didn't even try hooking up a controller because they were all the way on my coffee table over there. Like, yeah. I had to walk like four steps to get one and then I had to try to program it and hopefully it was going to work. And I didn't feel like it. (laughs) So that's why I was like wanting to talk about how much I hated keyboard movement because I feel like keyboard movement really limited me on my abilities in that game. Yeah. I was getting pretty good at sniping, but I don't know. It's an interesting concept. I think if they flush out the game a little bit more because it seems like the buildings are kind of bare bones. But there is a lot of traversing. You can jump on top of the buildings. You can, like, hide through the buildings and go through them and find things. But there's not, like, I don't know, like, it's not a tactical game. It's very much arcade. And that's what I was kind of struggling with the changes. Like, there's no hiding and, like... Bush mastering. Bush mastering. But there is, like, tactical, I guess, jump down and, like, just butt fuck the shit out of someone (laughs) so like i mean you can like jump down and like take out a whole team like all at once coordinated attacks but like you're not going to like hide in grass and like sneak up on anyone there's no real strategy like that's very much arcadey like arena shooting yeah that sucks with traversal skills but you know i i missed the um little strategic and like it gives you a little bit of a easier entry if you're a newer player like hey well i'm not as good as shooting but like i can take a little time and buy my time here and there and it it doesn't give you that as much of that opportunity but it's it's an interesting game yeah um 
On to the next. That gives us – I honestly think this game will probably – I can't quite tell if it's going to catch on or not. If it does, I think it's a game that will be – capture people's imagination when it releases for console for like a week, two, two months max, and then just disappears off the ether. I don't think it has holding power from what I've seen as of right now. But yeah. I think it will be one of those fun experiences everyone talks about for like a month. And then slowly everyone falls off. All right. Um, next one's Avengers Beta. And I, I put this on here because I thought it might interest you. Um, August 7th, there's the yep. PlayStation pre orders. August 14th, Xbox and PS pre orders. And then, and then August, August 21st, open to all yeah. platforms. And I plan on trying out this beta to see if this game's worth getting. Yeah, I'll probably just wait to the 21st and try the beta and make and, my decision then. And I will make a decision based off gameplay, and you'll tell me not to listen to myself or probably other people or gameplay. Honestly, no. We'll probably see eye to eye, and we'll probably both agree that it's probably not going to be something worth getting. It's going to be trash? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I think it's going to. Like, when I saw that they're releasing a beta for it, like, it, it's I don't a know. Ne- when it's I, a network beta. I, it's a network beta. I, they should yeah. be more honest. It's a, it's a network test. It's not a beta. Yeah, it's a stress test, pretty much. So it, you're getting the full game. I, it's like when Destiny came out, people were like, oh, it's just a beta. They're going to change no, it. I was like, no. That, it's a stress test. That, that, that game comes out in a month and a half. They don't have yeah. time to like fix that. There's only three planets. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, you played like a fourth it, of the game, and you leveled up half the way in the um original destiny beta yeah so here's our fun part wiley speculating on the microsoft showcase um 343 industries um what do you think halo infinite's actually going to be this is our topic of the week by the way we're going to go through each studio and make some crazy ass prediction and we'll see who's actually right it's not going to be open world. It's not going to be like people. some people have speculated. It's not going to be open world. It's probably just going to be a solo Master Chief game. Uh, probably sometime in the near future. So do you think it will be like kind of built like God of War or like The Last of Us Part 2? Where it's kind of like gives you that feel of environment open world but you like obviously have the objective to kind of like get to the end of the map i mean similar most all the halo games are very much built like this do you think they'll keep that kind of formula no i think it's going to be just like the original halos where it's very linear and get to point a to point b no stops in between halo one was not as linear as the other halos to follow it no but i definitely feel like it's they, if they were smart, they would probably go that direction. But God of War was fairly open world. I mean, you had a you had a lot to go, cover. Well, and like there's Last like, of Us Part Two, you don't really have like you, you can't have really so, backtrack at all. Yeah, you can't backtrack, and you, there's really not a whole lot of secrets to go into. Well, and then the, you have Tomb Raider, which is kind of open world, kind of split up in different sections. It's sort of like the love child of and. I honestly, if I had to pick one, I could see Halo Infinite kind of matching up with what Tomb Raider did. It's like yeah. that love channel in between the open world and narrative because there are points of the map that you need to get to. But you can also step off for a second and go find a tomb. And do you think Halo could support like some puzzle tombs and different things to unlock no. different parts of the story? Or would that no. just interest you? 
they have those consoles and skulls hidden away already. What if they made kind of puzzle platforming a little bit in the the Halo mechanics? No, I don't think he'd be able to pull off. That's not the Halo formula. That's I mean, not people, people that's love not, Halo lore. They do love Halo war, lore, but I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be that type of game where they can physically put lore into the game. So what do you think they're going to do to kind of reinvent and rejuvenate Halo for Halo Infinite then? Take it back to its roots. That's the only thing they can do. So don't, I mean don't game, don't give game, me don't give me two protagonists. Don't give me two different sides of a story like they're doing with like anything so anymore. Like game, give me a Master Chief story and please, for the love of God, and the Master Chief story. Let me see his face. This is what I wanted to talk to you about when we were talking about the Master, like the Halo trailers where it's just a helmet. Let me see Master Chief's face. Okay. I will tell you right now, you're not going to see the guy's face. And two, you're basically saying, I just want to play as Master Chief, like Halo 3 and Halo um, 1 and, and Halo two. 4. Two, and you Halo played two. as Halo 2, you played as Orbiter and Master Chief. Orbiter. But, like, still, it was, like, I, I like the idea of Halo 2. Like, I know I... It you sounds, said you only wanted to play as Master Chief. You just I, know it, I know it sounds counterproductive, but Arbiter had a good story. Hey, um, do you have any beats over there? What? Do you have any beats over there? Beats? Yeah. No, why? Oh, my, you finally saw this? You leaned back far enough I could actually read it. Oh, uh, yeah, Shroot's Farm, baby. Um, so I think Halo Infinite, to really rejuvenize that franchise, needs to do a little bit more than Halo 1 and add a little bit more story, narrative, and cinematics. Um, similar to like kind of like how Bluepoint really rejuvenated the cinematics of Halo 2, I think they kind of need to have that, but like heavier story-driven narratives that actually makes develops master chief story and takes it into the next realm a lot of times they're like exploring discovering what the hell like this new alien life is and i feel like exploring a little bit more master chief and like focus very much on the covenant and like you said just play master chief but i really feel like he's a super soldier there's really no story to fucking the only reason master chief is such an iconic character is because they haven't switched off of him besides two other times so master chief there's a long a little bit story to that and that's one thing they did really good leading up to halo 5 as much as people didn't like the story of halo 5 they did a really good job doing dossiers of people interviewing as they master john was growing up and like telling stories of like different things he did and different things he accomplished and like different interviews and they were trying to lead up and try to find him by discovering who he really was. And I think humanizing him a little bit more um, and his story and his relationship with the people around him and um, Cortana, I think would make him a little bit more relatable character because right now you have him, you have to do something with this character. And if you're going to get rid of him, like you said, and his story, you have to make people see him as more than a soldier and as a human because otherwise he's just another guy. Yeah, I mean, he's just a, and honestly, and I could. If you want to see his face? They have to humanize him before you see that face. Yeah, and, and they, spoiler they alert, could. He's a ginger. <laughs> and another thing is, I honestly could do without the whole Cortana thing. 
I think they dive so much after her. They have to kind of finish that story and kind of finish they do. The, the Covenant saga of where it currently is with the rings. So I mean, really, it's the Covenant's really not the biggest threat. I mean, anymore, you got the Forerunners and then you got the new, the Brute, like, so mercenary group. Everyone, from what I'm reading, sounds like they're going to drop the, um, I forget, what are the protagonists of Halo 4? The Prometheans, Halo 4 and 5. It sounds like they're going to drop the Prometheans and That's it's very good. much going to be a focus on the Banish, which is the Covenant. It's a faction of the Covenant. It's it's a splinter cell, pretty much. It's a rogue group of so it's, brutes it's a, and it's Covenant. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, I mean, the Covenant is that group of brutes, elites, grunts. But they're a rogue cell of it's, them. It's, they're, it's, a, they're, it's a splinter. It's like the Protestants they're branched versus the off. Catholic. It's like the, like it's, the Banish are very much like the Protestants leaving the Catholic Church. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to do their own thing. They're trying to start their own thing. They're trying to get their new, their own ideology of like the rings. And that, coal- to be... that coalition of alien races is considered part of the covenant as far as story goes. But yeah, you're very much they're very much a different faction. Yeah, they're different antagonists, and hopefully, they are like the main antagonist. But- I would also like to see the flood come back. So. Uh- I would I would be surprised the flood wasn't a big part of this. Um, the covenant of what's left of them and the arbiter doesn't come in and they kind of well, just try to tie in. The where, arbiter is like the leader of the covenant, essentially. I mean, he has fucking elites with him that are fighting on the side of like Master Chief and shit. Like they made arbiter like this god figure for the covenant and like this. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if this story starts off with the banish basically taking down the arbiter so you think the arbiter could die i think the arbiter i think the game will start off with the arbiter dying you think keith david would take that pay cut i feel like that would be probably a really powerful start of someone that's still important in the halo universe watching them die and it actually having some kind of impact to start a good narrative and a story of some kind of what's happening and this being a huge overthrow of the current covenant of the new covenant and the banish coming in and basically starting a new world order for the covenant and their whole new ideology and saying, if you're not with us, we're going to destroy you, anyone in our way. And it really yeah. villainizes them without making it about the humans right away. Yeah, I could see it. So you're thinking maybe they're going to do something like Joel where they sort of like, give master chief a purpose to go after this banished group so i'm not totally convinced master chief gives two dams about him but i think it kind of would bring a light to how dangerous this new faction is if they basically took out the whole covenant regime and like started a new world order dictatorship of the covenant like someone actually took out the covenant it was the banish new the new banished faction took out I mean, the, what we know as the covenant and started a whole new movement of a radical not based on religion but based on just power i don't know i mean a, i feel making like a tyrannical faction group opposed to uh i forget what uh, a cult-like faction group I don't know. I feel like the Arbiter and Master Chief have a pretty good relationship. In the second one, they sort of come together. In the third one, they're really working together. And then in Halo 5 Guardians, 
at the end trailer, Arbiter's waiting for Master Chief to get like to show up so they can fuck some shit up. Like they're buddy buddy. Like they're fucking like closest things of friends that Chief has besides Cortana and Blue Team. I yeah, and also I wouldn't so, I, mean, I wouldn't mind Blue Team being there, but like I would like if they did have there, they flushed them out a little bit. Even if they did flesh out similar, they did uh, Halo Reach, where like each one you kind of start, you start to like connect to them, and then one by one they start dropping. And, like they start off with like the Arbiter dropping out, and then you start making connection and learning a little bit more. Like this one takes their helmet off, and you like learn a little bit of the story, and then they're gone, and then this person's gone, and then it's very they can almost do like a very much like a Ellie story where like. Master Chief's back in the corner and just goes fucking, just starts going postal on the whole Covenant regime at that point. like Kind of like what he did at the end of Halo 3. And like, that's what was such a powerful story. But like, you don't have like a Captain Keys and Keys' daughter or something to really hold on to. Like, you really need to take this to a new level and make it personal and tell a personal story if you're going to end this saga with Master Chief. I can't hear you. They've been making it a personal story with the pursuit of Cortana. Yeah, but like they need to tie up that storyline or, or like at least give her a proper death. Even at the beginning, it's like he lost, he's coming to the realization of Cortana being gone. I mean, and, yeah, she's she's like part of the forerunners at this point. I mean, but, but to really make this new Covenant faction a, seem like a true threat, the only thing I can think of that would the human race would see as a huge threat at this point would be them basically just destroying the covenant as they know them and not what would be more dangerous than your biggest enemy for the last a few hundred years being just taken out by a tyrannical group that's more vicious and more bloodthirsty radical yeah yeah That'd be kind of good. I don't know. It, it's a thought. Like I, they, they really need to up the ante and make the gravity of the situation important because before Halo One, Two, and Three was very much about saving Earth. Like yeah. you need to like make sure they don't find out where Earth is, what they don't find out where Earth is, and I feel like you need to up that ante just a tiny bit by taking all these pieces you have laying here and plugging them together. Very similar to how they did Reach, and that's I feel like some people really connect with that and think that's a powerful story. Yeah, um, Reach was one of my favorite stories. So the next, let's move on to the next story. Um, Compulsion Games, um, their last game was We Happy Few that released fall of 2018. Um, from what I understand, they are just starting now to pitch ideas to Microsoft. So I don't think we're actually going to see anything from them. No, I never played We Happy Few. It got, it just didn't look like my cup of tea. I actually thought it looked very Bioshocky. Yeah. Um, and that's what made me interested, but I just never got to it. No, um, I'm sure I'll get to it during some slow season in gaming. Next studio is Double Fine. Um, they did the point and click adventures like Gret. Um, Grim and Dago and Day of the Tentacles. They also did some action adventure games like Brutal Legend with Jack Black and Psychonauts. They do have Psychonauts 2 coming out. I think they will show out. And it sounds like with the funny of Microsoft, they're going to be able to make that the game they wanted to make it. Um, but I don't expect to see... They they are going to show something through this um, 
it's going to be an hour long show. It sounds like it mm -hmm. does sound like double find is showing something. If they showed psychonauts and like maybe said like they're going to make a gram on Fandango like new story because their point and click adventures are very much like tall tales games. They were like the original tall tell. Yeah. So I could see them maybe teasing their next project because that would be a little bit smaller. Right. I don't. I don't know if you've ever played Brutal Legends or Psychonauts or um, Grim Vandago or anything of that sort. No. Um, and Exile Entertainment. Um, they have Wasteland coming up. I'm sure they'll show a little bit of that. They also previously worked on Bard's Tale. Wasteland Three. Yes. Yeah, that looks real good. I like my turn-based games. It looks like that's supposed to come out this fall, correct? Yeah, it's supposed to come out August. Um, one thing that's interesting about Exile, they are ramping up. They've hired, um, since being acquired by Microsoft last year, they've hired about 20 extra employees, and they're looking at hiring 20 more. So they're, um, I think they're having like a 30 to 40% increase in their studio size because they're a fairly small studio. Um, so hmm. it looks like they're ramping up for their next project already after Wastelands 3. I don't think we'll see anything other than Wastelands 3, though, from them. Yeah. Uh, Mojang Studios. Any thoughts on this, guys? Because I, I may be honest, I'm not a huge Mojang Studios fan. No, nah, I could give two fucks about. Have you looked at Minecraft Dungeons at all? Because that was their most recent release, I believe, in May. No, I haven't. I've heard some. it's a fun game, but I'm not interested. No, I'm not either. Ninja Theory. They developed um, Heavenly Sword, a Devil May Cry game, um, and Hellblade, and are currently working on Hellblade 2. Think we'll see some Hellblade 2? I know you Hopefully. love that series. I did. It was a great series. It was, uh, it was definitely a nice, you know, delve into, like, um, mental health almost ptsd and like just short sort of shed the light on some like you know super edgy topics that video games are trying to like touch on more a little bit like, yeah and i think this might be one of their stronger things to lead with because i don't see this game coming out till this time next year but i think them showing some gameplay demo of hellblade 2 and that unreal 5 engine would be a huge boost to um, the microsoft xbox morale and um, yeah. that on top of showing Halo Infinite, I think would be a good one, two really hard punch to show that the studios are moving in the right direction. Yeah, that would definitely put them PlayStation in their place. And I mean, Microsoft's been, it's very much every year at E3, it's been like, wait till next year, wait till next year. Oh, they just bought five studios, wait till next year, wait till next year. And they haven't really been able to lay out a huge roadmap of what's coming out beforehand because most of their exclusives have been with third-party studios. I and mean, as we've seen, some of those third-party studio deals can fall apart like Scalebound. Yeah. Um, like um, they did the Fable, I forget what it was called, but it was like- Legends. Um, fable legends and they just have had some things fall apart that were kind of out of their powers now that um phil spencer seems to be heading things and giving proper funding and time i think this is a time that like these next few studios can really start showing what they're working on even if it's like four th three to four years down the road which microsoft has been hesitant to do before yeah 
So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Hellblade 2 and maybe even a tease or a small something of something else that Ninja Theory is working on because I know they've that studio has grown immensely since Microsoft has acquired it as well. Yeah. Obsidian Entertainment has already been a pretty substantial studio. They did Fallout New Vegas, Dungeon Siege 3, South Park Stick of Truth, The Outer Worlds, and most recently um, there's a grounded beta, their open world small team working on that one and outer worlds has been done for over a year at this point with no dlc in sight i don't think they're going to do dlc uh i think honestly it was microsoft that didn't finish their love project on that and said hey let's move on to something else yeah i would love to see some dlc sort of like they did with you know uh new vegas yeah yeah, at this point, unless they they have a small team working on something, it took a full year for them to come out with something. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I know they have a skeleton crew working on Grounded, and um, I've listened to one podcast where the guy absolutely loves Grounded, and he just talks it up and says it's like one of those things I kind of unplug my mind to, and it makes a lot of sense. And there's just something special about being able to battle ants with blades of grass and a bunch of random things. It's yeah. not my cup of tea, but um, I would, wouldn't be surprised if Obsidian Entertainment, with the pedigree that studio has, they don't have a little something to show, even if it's like early alpha gameplay, like little trailer of something they're working on conceptually. It's like their next big project. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's just a CGI trailer, but I would be as big of a studio as Obsidian is, and I think it's one of Microsoft's most important studios that they acquired in the last two years. Yeah. Um, I think it's important that they show at least the direction they're going with that studio. Mm-hmm. It'd be a nice change of pace and like, not even change of pace, but it'd just be a nice breath of fresh air to see if there's something new they're working on. Playground Games had basically opened up two different studios underneath Playground Games about three years ago, and they have mostly been working on Forza Horizon. Um, it is based on job postings for the second studio they've opened at Playgrounds. They're working on an RPG that's been heavily rumored to be Fable based on job postings and other things people have linked out on their LinkedIn from working there. Yeah. Do you think this will be the year we finally see that new Fable from Playgrounds? I would really fucking hope so. I would love to see a new Fable. I love the Fable series. I love everything about it. I just played through the first Fable and the second one again. What what would you want from a new Fable? Character customization. Um, They already have a great open world template with morality. Really probably a new story. where you're not a hero, maybe? I will say I'm actually really hoping they share tech with Playground because the um, Scott, the tech they use for their skies and weather is fucking phenomenal, and I would love to see that in a Fable game. I would love to see a more realistic Fable game, too, their, not super cartoony. Their lighting and weather and sky systems they do in Fable... <sighs> It would almost be perfect for what they um, worked on weather systems for the um, Forza Horizon yeah. 4, I believe, that was set in England. I'm definitely because looking for more of a realistic 
Fable. They, they spend days recording the sky to project that into their games for the Forza Horizon, and that's why the skies are so realistic and the movement and the clouds and everything because it's actually like renderings of captured skies they've done for hours and hours and hours yeah um so like their lighting and weather tech and weather and would be phenomenal to really bring that world to life especially if they like can date this fable game out for like a i don't know like a year and a half to like 2022 and it was an xbox series x exclusive and they can really just go to town with the lighting and use yeah. uh, ray tracing and everything on it. I would love to see, like you said, a realistic Fable game, but very much in the vein and just really go crazy with the abilities. Yeah. Um, Rare. The last thing they showed, they're currently still working on Sea of Thieves. Uh, their, their pedigrees, like Killer Instinct, Banjo-Kazooie, Conquer, Perfect Dark, Cameo, Viva Pinata. They're still currently working on Sea of Thieves, which I've heard in the last three years that game's actually become really good. I might actually it get has. in there and check it out. We should definitely do that. Um, Battletoads, and, which I don't know why that game isn't out by now because it looked like a quick beat them up. And mm-hmm. I, they showed Everwilds, I believe, this year and maybe January. Yeah, one thing I would love to see, this is, like, super speculation, and, like, you'll probably, like, get on board with this, is Conquer. I would love to see a Conquer Banjo-Kazooie game. Yeah, I would love to see, like, even if it's, like, a completely, like, Mafia 1 remaster, like, I would love to just have a current-gen Conquer game. I mean, they did it on Rare Replay, and they, like, updated the graphics some. I can't even find it on Rare Replay because I've tried to like. Yeah, it's Conquer Reloaded um, that they released for the original Xbox. They um, ported on Rare Replay. Huh. Like it's not on Game Pass or anything, so that's probably why I haven't been able to find it. But I actually own Rare Replay, so. Yeah, I don't own it, so. But I would love to see a brand new, maybe even like, not even remastered, like give me a brand new Conquer. I think a brand new like Conquer Banjo Kazooie with both those names, like taking on some kind of something in the platforming where you could play the game in like two different manners and like give it some replayability. Um, I don't oh, know, so you're have, thinking like two of them together? I think almost like a Metrovania Cause, type. Because Banjo Kazooie is more of a kid game, where Conquer is like extremely fucking rated M. So you could honestly break that off in like two different game types and like make it playable, right? I guess. I mean, you can have your E version and R version. Even if they sell like two different games, like because it's in on Game Pass, like do a do a Conquers and Banjo Adventure game where you have like you can play the Banjo one and you can buy it for twenty dollars. You can buy the Conquer one for twenty dollars. So it's a forty dollar game split in two different halves. It's like using the same world. And gives you different two different kinds of playthroughs. You can, I buy, guess. you can bind them in and like unlock different parts. Whoa. Guess what kind of car that was? A Honda Civic. A pickup truck. Really? <laughs> God damn people. Um <laughs> I, I think it'd be something cool if they, they do something of those worlds. I 
I do like the M-rated Conquerness, but I, I also think like if you're going to take the time for that that open world adventure kind of game, I think it would almost be like a shame not to get a good one for both of them because they are such similar gameplay mechanics. Yeah. Everwild, I would like to also know what the hell that is. I haven't really read much into that, but... They showed one trailer for it that was like 30 seconds, and that's about it. Yeah, I'll have to go back and I'll have to go look at that and see. But Co- I don't know. The Coalition for Gears of War, I think they'll show off Gears of War 5, how it plays on the Series X. I yeah. They can't help themselves but do that because I remember going to E3 when the Series X came, the Xbox One X came out, and they had like tech demos for Gears of War 4, how it was going to look on it. So Yeah. So here's here's a big one. The initiative. The Santa Monica studio that they started from the ground up that's mostly built up with um, Sony Santa Monica, Naughty Dog, and Crystal Dynamic Depths that they poached. Yeah, it'd be real interesting to see what the fuck's going on with that. I'd like to see something from them. It's been rumored to be a perfect dark game. Okay. I know about a year ago, Phil Spencer tweeted out that he had been at the initiative. Maybe it wasn't quite a year. And he played what they're um, working on. And it's something new, but old at the same time. And he was really excited to sometime show it in the future to everyone. And that's yeah. why everyone speculated that it's an old franchise, but with a new take on it. And then there's been some rumors with um, some copyrights of Perfect Dark as well floating around somewhere. I never really got into the Perfect Dark games, but they are a decent game on Xbox. Like, and, and people want like it to go not like Nintendo 64 Perfect Dark, where it's just a first-person shooter, but like you are a spy in the game, and they take it as a spy game, like Splinter Cell. Yeah, that'd be cool. I could probably get behind that. It it'd definitely be a nice like intro to. Well, People my age not have playing the Nintendo 64 version. And it would be a nice break of not doing the Indiana Jones style adventure games where you tell a good narrative like Uncharted or Tomb Raider, very Indiana Jones-like, and you go very much tell a really good modern-day spy thriller like a James Bond story. Yeah. You have really good cut scenes. You go through different parts and develop a good story because I feel like spy games anymore are like you shoot everyone in the facility then you plant this bug and then you get out. Yeah. Maybe you disguise yourself for a little bit then you get caught and shoot everyone up. If they really made it a very high-tech spy game, it would be very interesting and with a good story narrative. I mean, they were able to turn God of War into a good story narrative game. They were able to turn Indiana Jones into a good story narrative game. And yeah, it needs big, to be compelling. It needs to be a compelling double, story. Double pistols into a good story. It needs to be compelling. Yeah, I mean, if they could do it with Indiana Jones, Big Tits McGee with double pistols, and um, and um, hacker slasher, I'm gonna sleep with a few prostitutes in this hot tub into <laughs> story-driven narratives. Then um, I feel like there's some opportunity there. Yeah. So I don't think Perfect Dark's a terrible idea. Um, it is a known franchise. It's a futuristic spy game, and I think there's a lot you could do with that that they really couldn't do with the 64 version or the Xbox 360 version that they kind of just threw up on. Um, Turn 10 Studios, um, creators of Forza Motorsport. There's actually rumors that there won't be a Forza Motorsport this year. Huh. 
it'd be real weird for them to do. Yeah. It seeing would be really weird. Seeing how it's like a yearly franchise, you know, it's a it, yearly thing. It would be honestly interesting if they just blended the two Forza games together since they were both taking breaks and they um um playground games isn't allocating their full resources probably to um Horizon as much this time around. Yeah. Um, Undead Labs, you love these guys. State of Decay, do you think it's too early to see a State of Decay 3? Yeah. If anything, we'll see future updates for State of Decay 2 because they're still updating it. They're still supporting it. They just released a big update, but do you think they have a full crew on that at this point? I feel like they probably would have moved off like their large team to at least be in at least beginning developments of what they're working on next. And like I feel like showing that off because that game came out two years ago. Yeah, I mean, that's only two years old, though. Like, Yeah, but, like, you build that – like, they built the first game, and they built that off of it. And then they upgrade it from Unreal 4 to Unreal 5, upgrade some assets. They make the game even uh, more multiplayer-friendly, like, oh, bigger open-world adventure. Yeah, I, they could – it could and happen. I, and I'm not, I'm not saying have it ready for gameplay, but, like, hey, we're working on this. Throw them out another trailer. Throw yeah, like but, a, like they you did. just have a car driving down the road and it flips open the door and hits someone and you just yeah, show like how good that, that looks and you pit you pit end game engine. Yeah. They could. I don't really see it happening. I see them maybe maybe touching on new I think updates. They, I think they need to at least have good six studios out of the fifteen show something that they're going to release for Series X that looks fucking phenomenal. And I think like three 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 um three four three needs to show something. I think Ninja Theory needs to show something. Obsidian needs to show something. Playground needs to show something. And Coalition, the initiative needs to show something. I wouldn't be honestly out of think realms. I think the other studio that probably might need to show something would be Undead Labs. Like, State of Decay 2 was fun. I really enjoyed it, but it didn't really captivate audience like the first one did. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just you know, we got what we wanted out of the second one, which was having new multiplayer. And multiplayer I, is the big thing that people wanted out of the second one, and we got it. And, and the second one was very much focused on the parts that everyone liked, was building the bases up, and that was basically the story almost, was like, figure out what these big bio blooms are, take them out, and then get out of there. Yeah. And I really feel like if they told a more convincing story and a more realistically looking zombie world and they upgraded that even to look like Days Gone-ish with the mechanics they have, graphically uplift and make it more of a open-end, pop-in world, I think you could really have something special with that series. Yeah. And, and if you get that, um, that um, State of Decay 3 out there, I think you could then road that world yeah they could i would definitely love to see a days gone like graphical improvement that'd be fucking awesome like to make it more realistic and you know less because people are sort of stepping away from that less cartoonish style game and jumping more into the realistic you know hyper realistic sort of look um so the next thing and like that's all i have to say and i i felt like that was enough 
right? Yeah, I mean, and the last the last studio we have is the World's Edge. Uh, they do Ages of Empire. I, I honestly know they're working on new Ages of Empire. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, I've never played Age of Empire. The furthest thing from RTS strategy civilization game I've played is Civilization. So I I think they should show half their studios and what they're working on. And I think on Dead Labs, like I said, the initiative, um, Rare, Playground Games, Subsidian, Ninja Theory, and 343, I would really like to see what they're working on because those are the studios I'm most interested in. And I think have had at least two years to show me a, a trailer to at least, like even if Undead Labs is like very much a quick, I don't know, like 15 second tr- teaser with a logo. I think that at least let me know like, hey, I know what they're working on. I might not see it for the next three years, but I at least know they're at least 30% of the way into the development of that game. Yeah. And I feel like that's where they should be two years after release of a game because you shouldn't keep your full studio devoted to supporting a game after launch. At least that's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see. Hopefully, you know, we do get those big hitters to really blow Sony out of the water. Well, I think today's been super constructive. We've covered a lot of topics. I think next week maybe the news will be kind of lighter because I think people are going to move out of the way for Microsoft next week. So maybe we'll just focus on Microsoft. I know I have a friend that's working through each one of our podcasts right now, Eric, and he's like, started on episode one. He's like, wow, that was kind of bad. I'm like, yeah, I told you to start on episode two. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I just wanted to see where your progression went. Uh, but um, one of my other friends have been like listens every week is Rob. Um, I know I talked to you about this last week about him being on. So we'll uh, have our first special guest next week for the Xbox showcase. And we'll see, um, throw a little fire in between that um, Vic and Vinegar and the honey here. Right here. <laughs> yeah, um, and when I, when I say I'm throwing a little fire in there, he, he's a bit of a ginger. So hurt his feelings if you can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, here we go. He's a, he's a stand-up comedian that – does stand up and doesn't just say he's going to do stand up all the time. No, I just had to pick on Dane a little bit there. Um, but he, yeah, he's he lives in the LA area and he does a lot. Of, like he before the pandemic, he was doing stand up like at least like once or twice a week, trying to get that like you're now. supposed to. <laughs> and he would tell these stories um, over and over and over. But yeah, like he would build on them and they got really good. They were interesting. Um, well, we'll see if he can bring some of that stand-up comedian. Apparently, he was a homeless um, homeless man living in his car outside of his girlfriend's house for a while. He's like, online dating's easy because if they, you live in the San Fernando Valley, but they live on the South Bay, hey, wherever they live is where you live. You can park in front of their house because you, your fucking house is your car because you're homeless and you live in your car. <laughs> dating was a breeze because you lived wherever they needed to be <laughs> and like i'm like wow it's so true i never thought of dating that way i was like 
break down a lot of barriers just park on the curb <laughs> oh yeah that's something that's something you can start doing so why you know, why waste money on rent when you could just slowly find a girl live in your car and then slowly migrate yeah slowly intrude her space <laughs> yeah you know start off small you know you don't want to like leave a toothbrush there maybe leave a pair of socks maybe a pair of shoes and work your way up to leaving the toothbrush and you're like your loofah you know shaving shit <laughs> Anyways, we'll we'll meet my homeless friend that um dated by uh, living in his car. He's not homeless anymore, but um he's um we'll find probably out a little bit more about him. Apparently he's um looking for a houseboat so he can start living in a boat instead of a car. There you go. <laughs> and I can't tell if he's serious or he's joking when he tells me these things. <laughs> we will find out next week. Till next week, we'll find out if my homeless friend from a car is going to be a homeless man in a boat. But, <laughs> They're both homes. Yeah, technically. Anyways, it should be a fun week next week. We should have be excited or super disappointing. And I think we'll probably almost attack Microsoft like we did EA or praise them like we've never praised anyone before. I don't think it'll be in between. No, I feel like it's going to definitely be more of a praise than... Well, I mean, I left their first Series X gameplay um thing at the beginning of may with like i'm like i'm a huge microsoft fan i i was excited for this and i left disappointed i thought there was a few games i thought were interesting but i felt like i was sold a little bit of a lie like everyone else did yeah we'll see i mean they got their big conference you know they've been they've been sitting in the backfield just waiting for their time to shine so hopefully they they run with it okay well I think this is me signing out or us signing out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm actually just going to stick I'll around let, if you want to leave it I'll, on record. I'll, I'll let you do the extro. Go for it, man. The outros. The outros. Go. Outro. Give me an outro. This has been Vic Vinegar, PP Gray, and Hugh Honey on X Playbox Station. We will catch you guys next week. Okay, bye.